Hi, welcome to the official uh, E3 podcast presented by E3. I'm sitting here with Andrea, and we're going to talk about just the top hit games from E3 2017. Uh, for those of you who didn't watch all of the streams, we can catch you up real quick. Mm-hmm. The biggest game that everyone's talking about is... That one version of Skyrim, but where everyone fucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So basically what they did was Bethesda looked on the Steam Workshop and they said, hey, a large majority of these mods are uh, NSFW. That's not safe for work for those of you who aren't in the video game crowd and mm-hmm. don't know the mm-hmm. lingo. Um, mm-hmm. And they said, why don't we just release a special edition of Skyrim? Because we can we just do that constantly yeah. anyway, even though that game is 14 years old already uh, with all of those mods baked in. And uh, I think it's going to sell like hotcakes. I yeah. think that, that thing is going to fly off the shelves. The interesting thing about it too is that they, they i know that they announced it during the xbox one x um by the way the the most powerful console of all time you missed two of the x's is the xbox one xxx oh yes i'm sorry the x yes that's true the xbox one xxx um yeah. but this game is also going to be a exclusive on mm-hmm. those remote controls that have the little tv screen you're, you're only going to be able to play them on the tv screen mm-hmm. which was a bold move like it is a bold move it is a bold move the tv screen is very small it's game boy micro sized mm-hmm. but it is full 4k resolution so they really packed a lot of pixels into a really small tiny screen um to me i mean i'm excited about it because i've always said always and my dad told me this and his grandpa told him this uh just the smaller the better when it comes to screens um so i'm looking forward to it i'm I'm also looking very looking forward to it because i'm sure i have one of those fucking remotes somewhere and it would be Mm -hmm. nice to have to actually get it to good use in 2018 when this game finally comes out yeah i do want to quickly mention uh before we move on to our game of show uh just the new console that was announced by chick-fil-a uh what a what a shock what a surprise i mean i was weirded out to hear that they even had a press conference this year because it's like chick-fil-a they make they make chicken what are they doing uh, at a gaming show but i mean they they're they're doing it that's true and like what a clever name they came up with it too right brendan do you, do you remember what name that was no <laughs> it was the it was the very partnership with Nintendo, the Wii full fries. Right. <laughs> yeah, the Wii full fries are just incredibly powerful uh, for for the size. I mean, they're they're going right up against the Xbox One XXX with that small screen uh, mm-hmm. design. You know, portability in mind, like so small you could almost lose the thing. You could almost eat it. You could almost you eat could it, almost but hey, eat don't it. eat it. They said they said five times, and there was even like a little pre-roll ad that was like, "Attention, we're about to announce a thing. Do not try and eat this." Mm-hmm. Um, which is which is really weird that they that they don't want this to be like ingested because they did coat it in that good good special Chick Fil A sauce. Uh, so actually, that that leads me uh, because we're you know this is a Terrace House podcast. We're talking about E three. I do have to talk about. Uh, I have to assume your game of show, which is uh, Terrace House VR. <gasps> I know it was so <sighs> yeah some people say they want like Animal Crossing for Wii or some people say that they want a Kingdom Hearts 3 finally no mm-hmm. I wanted a way for me to finally put on my good good VR headset and just like yep. eat, eat a hamburger with Guy narrated by David Attenborough of Planet Earth fame I think that this has the chance to take Terrace House uh, to the mainstream. We, you and I, are no longer like the weird hermits in the corner Mm -hmm. just whispering into our microphones uh, in the dead of night about this show that no one watches. This is now like center stage E3 game show. Yeah, and I also, I just, I can't fucking believe it when when fucking Yamachan just went on stage and just fucking said, it's a me, Yamachan. Incredible. It's my ringtone now. Yeah, it's so good. It was, I mean, him and Reggie Filsame fucking fought to the death and Yama Chan won. It was yeah, incredible. Which is actually crazy. So now Yama is the CEO. Yeah, yeah Yama of, is the CEO Nintendo. of Nintendo, which is interesting mm-hmm. because that means that he's going to have to juggle his um, Terrace House duties, but also his his now Nintendo duties. Bring us the games that we need. So uh, E3, I'm going to I'm going to give it at least a 9.5 out of 10. Uh, E3 2017, just incredible. Yeah, I think I think I think mine's going to be a flat 10. Just a, a good a good round perfect 10. I get that. We still didn't get an Animal Crossing, so that's We didn't, that's my, but you know what? Name. Nobody's perfect.
my name is Brendan Bigley. Hi, my name is Andrew Caprudi. Welcome to No Script at All. It is a podcast about Terrace House, which is a show that used to take place in Japan and now it takes place in Hawaii. Although I think at this point we're we're on part three. We've gotten far enough in that I think I could probably skip that that portion of it where it Maybe. used to take place in Japan. Yeah. Because like as much of it has taken place in Hawaii as Japan, it feels like. You know what I mean? You could say it's a Japanese reality show that takes place in Hawaii. That's a good point. That's Just definitely that. That's the future. That's the future of No Script mm-hmm. at All, I think. Yeah, the most powerful the most powerful podcast in the world. Anyway, so I, I, I said it already, but welcome to part three of Aloha mm-hmm. State. It's part We're three! Here. Yay! Some people, I know that some people who have tweeted at us um, have already seen all of part three. Uh, and oh my God. some have even seen part four already because they are in countries where that is already Cause available. Because they're, they're cheating! Because they're cheating. We, in the United States... Just got part three today. It is uh, Tuesday, June 13th, 2017. For those of you listening in the future, I hope we have jetpacks by then. Yeah. I literally rushed out of the office today. I ran out of a meeting in the middle of it so I could get on a train and start watching this as soon as possible because I was so excited. Hell yes. I I saw you um, tweet on the No Script at All Twitter. Um, All caps. Hi, it's Brendan. I'm about to watch a new episode and I am V excited. V short Mm -hmm. for very Yes, I have to say, as someone who does work in the social media space for a living, uh, that tweet got a lot of engagement for mm-hmm. the amount of time that it was posted on the internet, and that was very surprising. So, yeah. not only do we have a lot of people who follow that account, but they are engaged, which is crazy. Yes, uh, it's cool also shit. they also are V excited for Terra's yes. house, just like it's I hard am. To not be V excited. We were talking earlier about how, like this episode, like halfway through the episode, you were like, I, "Is there a way for us to be able to sit down and watch two episodes at once?" I know. I really, I want to switch up the format of the show, and I want to somehow find a way to watch the rest of this entire part, like tonight. <laughs> like I really want to do it. I, I know, won't. It's so good. Well, once we're done talking, I can watch the second part of the episode. The that's a good point. That's like I mean, the only so. solace. Is like, yeah, it's like that's a, that's our treat. That's yeah. our treat for finishing the podcast episode is that we get to watch the next one immediately. Yeah. Although I just move right into the editing phase uh, and then I usually fall asleep doing that. Oh, I'm sorry. Brendan does all the work for this fucking podcast. So you guys should really be happy and tell him thank you. Let's talk about the episode. Okay. Let's talk about Let's the episode. It. It's uh, called uh, Shirofune. Is that how you say that? Shirofune. Yeah, it's called Shirofune, which means um, oh. white boat. What could that be referring to in this episode? I don't know. Maybe it's an expression. I just don't know about it. Is it Lauren leaving or is it Nikki arriving or is it both? Maybe it's both. Shirohune. It might be Nikki arriving because she's wearing that like entire white outfit. Oh, maybe. She looks so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the name of the episode. <laughs> that's the name of the episode. Worth noting right off the bat uh, mm-hmm. is that Kentaro is not on the panel this week. Just think, like last week. I think he's dead, dude. He's Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and call it right now. Time of death was two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kentaro, may you rest in peace. Uh, Friendship ended with Kentaro. Um, what the fuck's his name is my best friend now. I, w- I almost just said the One Punch Man <laughs> guy. But it's Saito. It's Saitama? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. That would ter- been- Oh, it's because he's bald. You fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I meant. It's, Sa- it's Saito is is the man who it's has replaced Kentaro for now. Yeah. Uh, but you can never replace Kentaro. He'll live on forever in our hearts. He will live on forever. Like that one 12 year old that was on the weird, the first few episodes of Boys and Girls in the City. Yeah. The boy prince. I will never get over on Rose Buddies. I'm calling him the boy prince. He but is. It, he's a beautiful boy prince. And then they started fucking on Tara's house. And they were like, bye. Like, you can't see us. not appropriate for this kid. Yeah. So, also worth noting, Guy is not in this entire episode. Uh, As we learned last week, he had to go to Japan to a doctor to get his head checked out to make sure that he doesn't have any uh, concussions or any, uh, basically, brain damage from his incident last week. Which is kind of crazy that he decides to go on... Well, I guess the flight isn't that long, but it's still like an eight-hour flight to go check out if if my head is okay. I feel like if I was abroad and I called my parents and I was like, hi, this thing happened, I feel okay... But, like, I'm not super sure. They would Mm -hmm. probably be like, you need to come home immediately. Yeah. Especially if it's, like, a dentist thing. Like, I've seen a lot of people, like, back... Like, I used to live in New York, and, like, a lot of my friends would go back to Puerto Rico to get their, like, teeth checked out because it was so much cheaper there. The only Mm -hmm. thing cheaper in Puerto Rico. The 51st state, that's never going to happen. Anyway. (laughs) 
the last thing I want to bring up before we even get into the episode, um, just in terms of like, I, I think the the arc of the whole episode is that Taishi cries a lot. Yep. He, he cries a whole bunch in this episode. I don't know if I necessarily agree with this, but I wrote it down because a thought popped into my head. And, you know, a lot of the people who show up on this show are models, are aspiring actors, are people who want to be famous in some way, shape or form. Uh, Terrace House generally just does that for them, regardless of what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. if you're a model or you're an actor, I mean, it's kind of really good exposure, right? Do you think that Taishi is crying a whole lot to try and get acting gigs? Yes, no, why? I don't think it's it's because of getting acting gigs, but I do think it might be because he wants to put himself in a better light. Not even... It doesn't even have to be conscious. It could be a subconscious thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I don't... I don't think... People... Some people, like, like say that they got... They're, like, acting super cool so that like, someone can see them and, like, be like, oh, this will be my big break. I don't think that really happens. The only person that we know that, like, really tried to do that like definitively was Rico from yeah. last season. And that didn't um, fucking work at all. Huh? And it super backfired. Like she tried to not be herself. And then like we saw what she was really like and mm-hmm. it destroyed her. That might be a little bit harsh. Maybe it didn't destroy her, but like it undid it yeah. her whole vibe. It gave, yeah, it gave her a different like starting point in the industry. Cause she was also like super young. So it was like, Oh, now we're gonna, we wanted to have you for like all these acting gigs and Oh, what you're hard to work with. Hmm. Yeah, not super good. Ooh. Yeah. yeah I, I'm not sure if I agree with that either. I honestly, for me, I walked away from this episode liking Taishi a lot more than I did the last episode. And I remember last episode talking about how much more I liked him than the previous episode. So that's yeah. really just like a really good graph of, of me just liking Taishi more and more episode by episode. I know. I can't wait for him to just like do something really racist and fucked up and us hate him again. Yeah, it's kind of like that moment during the panel when Yama starts laughing super hard because he just can't wait for Anna to fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> but at, at, in that case, it's because like she's kind of earned it at this point. You know, this yeah. is like you just want to see Ugh. Icarus fly too close to the Ugh, sun. Fucking Anna this episode. Yeah. Ugh, let, let's fucking get into it, dude. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so right off the bat, uh, it kind of picks up where last episode left off, where Lauren tells Anna and Taishi that. Uh, she's leaving. She's leaving Tara's house because in the previous episode, uh, they were not there when she made that announcement. Uh, and immediately Taishi does not take it super well. You can, you can tell that like his mind is like kind of reeling in a way that it wasn't when Eric left. I also think it's because he knew Eric for like literally like 20 minutes. But he, he still cried when Eric left. Which he is did. To note. Yeah. Um, even though he didn't really know him for that long, mm-hmm. I I think with Lauren, well, we can get into it a little bit later. I'll, I'll keep going until we mm-hmm. get to their conversation. So he he literally says the phrase, I, I wanted to get to know you better and uh, just continues to like look more upset. He has this really great quote where he says, you don't meet too many 18 year olds who have had their own art show, do modeling and would move to another country to chase their dreams. Yeah, which is super cool. I think that was a cool thing for him to say. It is really cool. I, th- yeah. I think it's really cool. The next scene directly after that is them basically having like a last meal together. It's just like the whole crew, except for Guy, having a last meal together. After that meal, Taishi asks Lauren if uh, they want to talk one on one. There's this great shot of Anna who like does like a sip of the tea side yeah, eye. Yeah, she's vibe. like, oh, I'm, it's none of my business. Like the fucking Kermit meme. Is that what mm-hmm. you wrote out? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I, y'all y'all can go talk about each other. You're leaving anyway, but it's none of my business. Uh, yeah. Sip? <laughs> it's, uh, it's really great. And, and especially in the context of what happens later, it's like, yeah. dude, don't, you're not allowed to feel any kind of way about this. No, I think... <sighs> I like Taishi more and more. I hate Anna more and more every episode. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's really just like a balancing act it's, of like... It's a bad. So they go and, and, and they sit down, uh, Taishi and Lauren, they sit down in the living room together. And Taishi basically lays out this whole thing where he's A, upset that she's leaving. B, is like basically super proud of everything that she accomplished while she was on Tara's house. Um, is really like motivated by the fact that she is literally leaving and or leaving the country and moving somewhere else to uh achieve what she wants to achieve and he's basically like look just because you're leaving doesn't mean we can't continue talking doesn't mean we can't continue being friends doesn't mean we can't continue to support each other dream chasing essentially lauren you can tell is like kind of troubled this whole time because she's like 
you know, she never really told him how she felt and mm-hmm. is like, this is super awkward because you're saying all these things to me that could imply that you're into me, but like, I'm leaving now and it's kind of too late. Yeah. And so it's like, what, what even if she were to even say like, Hey, I really liked you. What even is the point of saying it at this point? You yeah. Know? There, there's no reason for it. Like I, the only thing I could really see happening if she said that would be him trying to convince her to stay. And like at this no. point, I mean, she, she already bought furniture in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, Ikea she bought, is holding she it bought a Calax, dude. Like, she can't... She has a Billy Bookshelf waiting. Yeah, she like, has a Billy Bookshelf waiting for her in Tokyo. But also, girl, don't do it. Don't fucking stay for any man. Fucking live your life. I mean, she's basically on a roll, mm-hmm. essentially. And she should just, like, continue that. So, Taishi has this great thing where he stands up and he's like, do your best. And he gives her this big hug. And, and Lauren is like, I will, Taishi. Like, this, like, dad, quit yeah. it. Like, stop stop it, dad. Yeah. Like, I get that you're proud of me, but just quit it. <laughs> it was kind of cute, I thought. But it, it was, was also really just cute. like, yeah, kind of weird. And it cuts back to this shot of Lauren that lingers for, like, three to five seconds of her just staring at him. That's like, it It says a lot. There's a mm-hmm. lot in, in that gaze of, like, I should have said something but i didn't and like it's okay because i'm gonna go do some cool shit yeah Um, basically i want to mention actually you know we'll wait till lauren leaves and then i want to talk about some stuff about taishi that i Mm -hmm. i have been mulling over for the past couple episodes and never really brought up and i think uh lauren's leaving kind of makes it really uh prominent but anyway lauren leaves taishi doesn't take it super well you know lauren says goodbye to everyone it's really really cute and really nice there's this great moment where she hugs yuya and i i just flashed back to like the Flash first episode first episode yeah, yeah i did the same thing yeah <laughs> i was like oh yuya I almost wish they like literally flashed back to that first episode. That like I wish so they got good. that cheesy. Yeah, totally if this honest. was a fucking if it was a fucking J drama, they fucking would have. And she would have been like, "Oh, I like little bits of everyone." You remember yeah. that? <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah, when they went on the run. Yeah. Oh man, and and he tried oh, to ask her out and like yeah. got shot down immediately. And she was like, "No." <laughs> that was brutal. Yeah. Well, um, Taishi's crying super hard. He is super hard. He is losing his goddamn mind. I want this boy to be okay. He might need some water. If I had some water that I could give him, I would. Yeah, he's like about to get dehydrated. This poor boy. He gives Lauren just the biggest hug before she leaves. And I I wrote down that Taishi crying so hard probably makes it easier for everyone else because like it's almost comical how hard he's how hard he's crying. Yeah. Where like you can't take the situation seriously because this dude is just like so unhinged. And his yeah, emotions, yeah. So, like, even Lauren, who was sad and somber about her leaving, like, an episode ago, is just like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> this, this dude is losing it. I wish, man, I kind of wish um, Taishi wouldn't have fucking uh, replaced Yusuke. So, like, he would have mm. cried, like, because I wanted to cry when Yusuke left, you know? Yeah. Man, yeah. I feel like Taishi and Yusuke would be fucking best friends. I think so, too. That's I my headcanon, so yeah. I, I think, um... I think if I had Taishi with me during all the emotional moments of my life, it probably would have helped a lot. Yeah, me too. So I, I want to mention something about Taishi uh, and why I think he's taking it so hard that Lauren's leaving. And I think maybe kind of explains why he took it so hard when Eric left. There's an interesting thing about Taishi where he is incredibly motivated, it seems. He's incredibly he's incredibly devoted, right? He, he's very disciplined. Uh, he has this like book of plans that he keeps uh, where he breaks down all the steps he needs to achieve to achieve the things that he wants to achieve. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of advice for everyone. He seems very balanced and level headed, except for in situations like this uh, where he gets very emotional. And it happens a lot in this episode. It occurred to me in this episode that he is a person who worked in a cafe in Japan and does not get acting roles but talks about being an actor and talks about like how he's going to accomplish being an actor, but hasn't done it. Mm-hmm. So he sees someone like Eric who goes into Terrace house and says, I'm going to build this coffee shop and then does it. And is like, cool. I did the thing I wanted to do. And then leaves Terrace house. Right. He sees someone yeah. achieve their dream. Lauren's like, I want to have my own art gallery in Tokyo. And the first thing I have to do to get to there is to have one in Hawaii that I can show to the people in Tokyo and then she gets that and then goes to Tokyo, shows, you know, those people in Tokyo what she did in Hawaii. And they're like, cool, uh, here's your gallery. So she's now moving to Tokyo. Taishi is watching all of these people 
achieve the things that they want to do while he hasn't achieved any of the things that he wants to do. He yeah. literally got to Hawaii, was like, I'm going to get a job. That's the first thing I'm going to do. Has not gotten a job yet. He just got one. He just got one, but he's yeah. been here for like... He's been here for like a month. Yeah, like about yeah. a month or two. I wonder if there's a part of Taishi that we're not really seeing and he's not verbalizing because he's trying to play like house dad and house like advice guy where like things just aren't going his way at all. Yeah. Maybe because like he says that he's incredibly disciplined, but he's really not because he's like not really trying super hard to do any of the things he's trying to do. Like we, he said, episode one, I'm going to try and find an agency in Hawaii that can represent me so I can get some work while I'm here. Like that was the last we heard of that. And that's something that I recognize in myself a lot. That's the thing that I do very frequently. With the exception of this podcast, like, I always say that I'm going to do things and I never do them. Like, it's like, cool, I have this idea for this album and then I never make it. Like, yeah, I get that. It's, I think part of it is like, I, I, and I, I myself, like, I've gotten much more disciplined, like, after, like, shit happens, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel yeah. like he hasn't had that, like, that, like, kind of big moment of clarity that might end up being his stay at Terrace House. Like, I feel like he's having those tiny moments of clarity where he's like, oh, shit, I need to actually do this stuff and I can't achieve my goals if I actually work hard for them. Whenever yeah. someone, he sees someone that he knows so well leave the house and, like, follow yeah. their dreams, you know? Right. Well, what's interesting is, like, I think that maybe he had his moment of clarity. I think it's possible that he's, like, afraid of failing so he doesn't do anything. And then this is, like, reading way into it. This is, like... This is almost prediction territory. This is mm-hmm. like totally guessing um, that that he's afraid of failure. But I mean, we see later in the episode when he's having that conversation with Yuya about like why Yuya should go and talk to Avion about like exactly how he feels and be honest and like don't let what he has slip away from him and stuff like that, where he starts crying again, talking about how he had a relationship with someone else that he fucked up um, because he wasn't upfront and honest with his feelings. And like, that was the first moment that it was like, oh, shit, maybe Taishi has been through a lot. Yeah. That we don't know about. And that's why he's giving all this advice to people is because he doesn't want other people to make the same mistakes he did. Yeah. Like he might be trying to like live vicariously through like Yuya's youth. That's what I'm thinking. Yuya's yeah. and and Lauren's, which is why he's like, hey, stay in touch with me because I want to see you accomplish all these things. Yeah. Um, it's why he was so upset with Eric, because like. He watched this person succeed and he has not yet. Like, I th- I think that there's this whole aspect of Taishi that we didn't really click with until this episode. Um, mm-hmm. So just a little bit of backstory about how I publish these episodes. I usually write the descriptions and all the stuff that you see beforehand uh, before we even record. So like it's just ready so I can just like upload the MP3 and it just goes mm-hmm. live immediately. The description for this episode that you're listening to right now. Hello is um, something along the lines of like. Terrace House loses its protagonist, but maybe the focus just shifts because Lauren was basically the protagonist. Yeah, she was the first person two. to come into the house. Yeah, yeah. It was it was probably like Yusuke for part one, Lauren for part two, and now I think part three Might is like Taishi. is Taishi, and we saw a lot of his struggle. I think in this episode. Yeah. Um, and and it comes off as comical with all of the crying that he does, but like I think there might be like a really broken kind of upset dude in there in in that whole facade of like i'm a suave gentlemanly like uh super super wise actor guy yeah but i'm but i'm also just like still trying to struggle and like the only the only movie that i've been in before has been karate kill where i was a murdered waiter in 2016 did you just look that up i just looked it up yeah so he's gotten like one role so far you know yeah and hasn't gotten another one no, it was before Terrace House, and it was a movie called Karate Kill, and he was Murdered Waiter. No no upcoming projects on IMDb? Uh, called Fragile. It's in pre-production right now, and it looks okay. like he has a leading role, which is real cool. I hope he got this cool. because of Terrace House. I hope so, too. Yeah. This is in pre-pro, though, so we don't know when it's going to work out, but he's yeah. the main character, so. Yeah, that is good. Mm-hmm. And he's also the main character in part three of Terrace House. He is, yeah. That's <laughs> also, you can put that on your fucking resume, Taichi. Yeah. So I that was a a long kind of diatribe, but I, I think but it's that true. This, no, you, you do you, you think so? Yeah, you explained exactly what I was thinking too, but I couldn't, I couldn't like put my finger on it. Mm. Like it's like he he seems really upset, and people make fun of him for it, but I also see like a lot of it might just be like in its core jealousy. Yeah, I mean it might be jealousy. It might be a feeling of. 
that that feeling when when you feel like you're incapable i guess he feels incapable he he feel bad yeah he feel bad he feel bad say that he feel bad feel bad taishi taishi feel bad taishi feel bad taishi taishi cry that's my hot take on taishi moving on Mm -hmm. we see a brief glimpse of the girl that replaces lauren we see a cute cute back of head Yes, we see the bottom half of someone's <laughs> face. She says all the things that everyone always says during these yeah. scenes. I'm going Terrace to House, house. Where it's like, right, yeah, it's them talking to someone else. It's like, hi, remember when I said I might be on Terrace House? Turns out I am. Maybe I'll meet someone. And like, it's like, whoa, Terrace House? Whoa. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That's There's fucking cameras around you. <laughs> I know. That's my favorite part is like. A camera crew like sat these two people down. It's like, yeah. oh, I, wa- I wonder what she's going to talk to me about. So we cut to the panel again. I- I've mentioned this in the past. If you're new to this podcast somehow in this episode. Welcome. Uh, welcome. First of you're all, you're probably really uh, confused. You're probably super confused. Uh, this is not ha- here to make friends. This is a different podcast about a different no. TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I usually don't talk about the panel. I don't like talking about the panel generally uh because i feel like we are a secondary panel and like commenting on commentators commentating on the show that we're also commentating on is weird yeah but the panel was like on screen for so long this episode yeah yeah right um a lot of stuff of like them just like yelling at yama um yeah and i want to mention two things about yama uh the first is that he immediately as soon as they cut to the panel he only wants to talk about like the <laughs> six second glimpse we had of this new girl and does not care at all about lauren and lauren leaving <laughs> yama's my favorite yeah he's super good i and they keep they keep screaming at him we're like but lauren just left and he was like whatever she wasn't doing anything like where's this new girl and i'm like oh my god you're being so fucking me right now yeah and at a certain point he's like maybe i should just like shut up because everyone's getting upset at me right yeah there's um one of my favorite things about finishing part two uh last week after we recorded the episode was going on the subreddit and reading all the stuff that's on the subreddit because like i i unsubscribe i don't i don't say subscribe to that subreddit just because like right. i don't want anything spoiled or showing up on the front page or whatever but a really interesting like prevailing sentiment on that subreddit is like we didn't get enough characterization of Lauren and like a lot of the people on that subreddit feel like there was no real like viewer contestant connection emotionally with her, which I certainly don't agree with, but maybe that's because like you and I specifically sit down here for two hours every week to like read into Probably. these things way too much. <laughs> yeah. So we may, we may be like the, the vertical slice of like everything right now. Yeah, we're probably like hyper invested on a level mm-hmm. that's maybe not healthy. I mean, the the other level is the people who are listening to this podcast, which mm. is people listening to a podcast about a show about real people. Right, where we're injecting our takes directly mm-hmm. into their brains. Yeah, which thank you, thank you very much for listening. We love you here. Um, yeah, for you're real. not alone. <laughs> <laughs> The reason I bring that up specifically is because Yama clearly does not have really any super emotional connection to Lauren at all. No. And I'm just, I mean, it might just be that he feels the same way that most people in the subreddit feel, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think, I think like Yama might be on the panel as a devil's advocate or as the like villain, Mm. which is, which might be the reason why like, oh, like everyone liked Lauren. Like, I mean, he's a, he's the person that's like, oh no, I don't like Lauren. You know what I mean? Like, he always seems to be one of the people who has, like, a differing opinion from everyone else. That's probably his role on the panel. Right. Yeah. So I think this time he just, like, he just really, like, leaned into it and, like, took it maybe a bit too far for everyone else that was on there. Yeah. I I appreciated it personally. I thought it was... Oh, I do, too. I think it's funny as hell. The other thing that I wrote down about this panel is that he specifically, uh, when talking about this whole thing with Lauren, starts critiquing the pacing of the editing of the episode and is like they lingered way too long on lauren leaving like they should have just like kept going which is like i don't think he can do that it's fucking crazy (laughs) there's obviously this overarching meta vibe to tara's house but that that like having a having not a contestant having a panelist on the episode critiquing the pacing of the episode that he's on is taking the meta idea of Terrace house to a level that I couldn't wrap my head around when it's I was watching fucking it. me up. It's fucking me up. Cause it also means that like there's exports of this, of this show that don't have the cast in them, in them, right. That the cast watches and then they insert themselves in them, mm-hmm. which 
First of all, for the editors, that's some crazy shit that you're fucking doing. It's super weird. Yeah, it's it's, so stra- it's strange to think that, like, yeah, the panelists are seeing a cut without them in it. Is, like, how does that change the way you watch that show? Yeah, I wonder if there are people who, like, watch Terrace House, like, and just, like, fast forward all the panelist stuff. I would be interested right? to do that and and see if I appreciate the show as much as I do already. Yeah, right? Like, I feel like if my first go around would have been about the panel, I don't think if I would have been, like, as interested in the show to keep going, honestly. Yeah. No, they at least not to, um, like, delve in, but... They mention... Uh, I I, th- I think that we probably would have that same appreciation just based on a conversation that happens uh, earlier on in the first panel sequence when they're talking about what happened in the last episode, and they're talking about how Avion talked to Yuya about how she wants to be in a relationship, and the discussion that the panelists had about that was, like, it's really cool how on this show you can see a conversation that's, like, so intimate and, and where people are being so open on a level that, like, you just only really see in real life when you're having one-on-one conversations with someone. Yeah. It was cool to see the panelists also recognize how special the show is for those quiet moments. Yeah. Because there are times, honestly, when they bring people onto the show where I'm I'm just like, you are trying to stir the pot in a way that is not kind of like in line with the ideals of Terrace House. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Like, like kind of you're ruining your own show. So it's cool to see the panelists like also appreciate the show for the same reasons that we do as viewers. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was, it was really good. No, it was it was a very it was a very meta, very good moment that I really appreciated. Yeah. So let's get back into the episode. Let's get back to the episode. Taishi's going Taishi's to cry again. Taishi's going to cry again. Uh, we already hinted at this, but Yuya and Taishi are talking in the boys room. Uh, and Yuya is basically filling Taishi in on what happened in the previous episode, which is what I was just talking about with mm-hmm. Avion basically saying, hi, I want to be in a relationship. Yuya saying, I need some time to think about it. Long distance never works. And I don't know if I want to do that, uh, but give me some time. And Taishi is not having that. He's just not into it at all. He is not. He is like, I, I can't believe you fucking did this. Like, yeah. Um, I can't believe you've done this. This is like I, some fucking <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. He's he's basically talking about like, you seem really focused on thinking, what if we break up and not thinking like, what would happen if I went into this relationship and had a really good time, essentially? Yeah. And, uh... Taishi has some pretty harsh words that he throws at Yuya because he's he's getting really, really kind of upset about it. And again, this kind of harkens back to what I was saying before, where like he brings up the fact that he was in a relationship that was long distance, that he fucked up because he wasn't super honest with the person that he was with and mm-hmm. it was gone. And he was like, I didn't stop loving this person, but I just didn't tell them that enough and I didn't like appreciate them the way that I should have. And yeah. that relationship dissolved. And while he's talking about that, because I didn't realize this the first time I watched it, but like it's in talking about that that gets him to start crying. Because I only know yeah. the first time I was watching, I only noticed later that he was crying. But it's in talking about that specific relationship that like it he brings literally chokes out. up. Yeah. Like he Yeah. It's it's very much like he's coming from the he's coming from the same the same place that he probably did like when like Lauren was leaving where he like saw like a reflection of like himself in other people. Yeah. But like like, right. Yeah. Through Lauren, he saw the idealistic version of what he could be. Yeah. But through you, he's seeing the opposite. So he's seeing the opposite of like, this is like, just don't, don't, you're young. Like, don't, don't mess up the way don't I Don't mess did. up the way I did because this, this girl clearly means a lot to you. Right. Yeah. So it's coming from experience when he says things like Avion is probably feeling pretty hurt right now. Yeah. Um, he's like, you have to go, like, if you're going to be with this girl, you have to give it everything you have. I wrote down that, like, he, he gets, like, super cliched about it, like, when he's talking about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he literally says, give it everything you've got, which is, like, ripped right out of the script of, like, I don't know, some some rom-com from the mid-2000s starring Matthew Yeah, McConaughey. some K-drama. Yeah. He's a passionate dude who, I don't know, is at his heart, like, probably the biggest, like, romantic that we've had on this show. Yeah, well, he, he, he is the person that wants to have the love of his life on this show. Exactly. So, like, that was the seeing, first thing we yeah. heard from him. Yeah. So he's seeing Yuya and Avion like basically get to like a point where they both feel, feel so comfortable and like in a loving relationship with each other and then being so close to like throwing that away when that's like the thing that he wants the most. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, he's probably, yeah, he's probably like, what the fuck? You, you got here. Yeah. Like, and also he's the protagonist. So he has to say things like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for him to dye his hair green. Guy's not here, so he has to dye his hair green so we know that he's the main character of his anime. That's a good point. Yeah, he has to dye yeah, he has to have some kind of colorful hair. Yeah. Um does that mean that whenever Guy is there with green hair, he's the protagonist? 
Uh, he might be the ditzy, the ditzy best friend. Mm. There's always yeah, he, a ditzy he's the best Ron friend. Weasley. Also, yeah, yeah, he is the Ron Weasley, but with green hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I miss Guy. I'd also miss Guy. I hope he's doing okay. I'm yeah, kind of bummed here. that we didn't hear anything about him. Yeah, <laughs> like like they didn't even like mention the fact that he was going to get his head checked at a doctor. No, I mean, we're just like we don't have the budget for that guy. I hope you're okay. Goodbye. Yeah. It's like that's like a super serious thing. It would have been nice to have like an update in this half hour where it's like, hey, this guy's actually okay. Yeah, how's my guy doing, guy? But anyway, the long story short, Yuya walks away from that conversation like, yeah, Taishi's right. Um, I really should probably do something about this. But I I, I do have to say I have to um. Just mention that, like, I've been in the situation that Yuya is in in this scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been in that situation where I think that I could be with someone and it could be a cool relationship, but I think so much about like what the inevitable breakup could be like mm-hmm. that I don't even initiate and go into the relationship. Um, oh yeah, that has happened yeah. to me more times than I care to admit because uh, I I tend to get in my own head in those kinds of situations. So like. I get where he's coming from, and I wish I had someone like Taishi to tell me, like, hey, that's fucking stupid, actually. Just, dude, a, quick, I do just too. a quick thing that's stupid. Yeah, dude, I do too. Like, I, like, when, especially when I was younger, like, I was growing up, and I would be like, yeah. oh, I really want, I really want, I really like this person. I've never been in a relationship before. And, like, I really want to, I feel like this is, like, how it's supposed to be, but I'm also very afraid that eventually, like, we're gonna have to break up. Right. So, like, 14 year old, 15 year old, 16 year old Andrea was just like, this is too much. Like, I'm not even gonna deal with it. Right. If and only Tai Chi was ages, there. Right. If only yeah. Tai Chi was there. At those ages, like that kind of thought process makes a lot of sense. And when you're 18 years old or sorry, 19 years old, like Yuya is like, that's still a normal way to feel about oh, any yeah. relationship 100%. that you go into. Yeah. But I still think it is helpful to have that like push that's like, hey, you're 19 and that's a normal thing to think. But also like you're 19 and you have enough time to fuck up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Essentially, like if this yeah. relationship crashes and burns, like at least you had a good time. Like at mm-hmm. least you've you've felt that for yeah. someone and got that reciprocated. Yeah. Also, there's people watching. Don't fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next scene, more Taishi. Again, oh fucking reinforcing the idea that Taishi is the protagonist of part three. Taishi and Anna go out for a meal. I messaged you about an hour before we started recording, saying I think that we're going to be talking about Anna for the entirety of this episode. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to not do that. Yeah. But there's so much to read into in this scene. God. They go out for a meal. It starts off normal, right? Taishi and Anna sit down. Taishi looks super excited to be there. Anna looks super excited to be there. Sorry, really quick thing. Very yeah. quick thing. Yeah. When they walk into the the restaurant, clearly the camera was set on the on the table. And mm-hmm. Taishi went, oh, what table's good? This table over here? And they sat down. Come on, buddy. The camera. Yeah. yeah, they might be acting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, not not super good. Not super. Um, good. There are a couple hey, moments like that in this episode where it's like yeah. the facade of Terrace House kind of falls apart a little bit. Yeah, but um, anyway, please. So they sit down for the meal. They kind of talk for a little bit, and then it immediately cuts to nighttime. But before it cuts, like basically the the way the edit works is like they clink beers and then they start drinking beers, and then it mm-hmm. cuts to nighttime. So like it's implied that it's way later, and they're probably drunker at this point. Um, yeah. which I think kind of explains away a lot of what Anna talks about. Yeah, like, I, I think f- so too. I, I feel like this is Anna being uncharacteristically candid with mm-hmm. the way her life works, specifically because she's a little bit drunker than usual. Yeah, I think um, so too. But she gets into this conversation about how guys generally call her a tease. And I want to preface this entire conversation that we're about to have about this by saying that I think that's like a fucked up thing to call someone. One hundred percent. Nine times out of ten, even more than that, nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine times out of ten thousand, that's used in a super shitty derogatory way. Oh, one hundred percent. It's like that in the friend zone. This is the one time where the person who says that people call her a tease all the time is actually like being a really shitty person to someone else, and probably Mm -hmm. a lot of people. And does it knowingly, which is, I think, the most important part is that she knowingly is doing it and is doing it specifically, I think, because of how, like, maybe pained she is in some way, shape or form. It, like, strokes her ego. I think it strokes her ego, which I think she needs because she is so upset with herself about something that's, like, so deep-seated that we haven't seen any of at all. Mm -hmm. I think that I think that at the core of what is about to unfold over this conversation is that Anna probably doesn't like herself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we she's she's insecure. We've seen that before with like 
yeah, her totally. talking to Taishi when like Avion and Laura would speak English and she would feel like she didn't want to go into the house. Like right. I feel she like she's a person. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like she's a person that really needs a lot of validation and not saying that that's like, that makes her a bad person, but like it's, Correct. it's, it's, it's showing itself in a way that's very negative towards Taishi. Yes. And towards all the other people who like have liked her and have expressed an interest of her and she's just played around with them. Yeah. In a really shitty way. It is really shitty. So so let, mm-hmm. let's get into it. She says that guys generally think she's a tease. She says that, you know, Taishi basically inquires about this and is like, okay, what makes people say that about you? Because I think he's going into it with the same mentality as us. Like, hey, that's a shitty thing to call someone. Mm-hmm. Like, that sucks that people say that to you. Uh, and she's like, well, I generally go out for meals with guys a lot, um, which we've seen. And commented yeah. on with Taishi, yeah. where it's like, okay, she's going out with this dude on a lot of meals and dates and stuff, and has expressed and said that she's not into him. That's a kind of fucked up thing to do. But at the end of the mm-hmm. day, like, that's not really bad. You know, no. like, if, if you're both having a good time, it's really not that yeah. bad. And Taishi says so. He says, like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And then after that, she says uh, that she gets kind of, like, touchy-feely a bit. And immediately, I, I highly recommend, if you are listening to this podcast, next free chance you get, go back and watch this scene again, because it's soon as she says that and it cuts back to taishi his whole demeanor changes yeah 100 like, it's like that gif of like kanye west like smiling and he sees the cameras filming him and he just goes fucking yes. deadpan it's exactly. just like that it is exactly yeah. like that he immediately immediately his, his smile his whole like jovial vibe just like fades away and he's just like that's not okay yeah that's not because it's not it's fucked up because it's not yeah exactly um you can you can tell that he realizes he's at the beginning of a conversation that's going to end with him realizing that she is not the person that Mm -hmm. he thought she was and -hmm. that he didn't find the thing that he thought he had already found i'm sure there's a version of this date that they were on that ended with him being like hi i think i like you we should probably go out yeah 100 percent. there's a version of this dinner that ended in the way that he thought it was going to end um, Maybe if they hadn't gotten like drunker and like ate and like she hadn't like shown her true colors, I guess. Right. But even so, like, it's a good thing that it did happen this way, obviously. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. He found out like the kind of person that she, like, what, what, she, he found out how, what she really thinks about relationships and how she views herself in relation to like men who, um, to, to people who are like interested in her. Right. And how it's very much like a one sided thing. For yeah. her to receive, but not to give. Yeah, exactly. So it's fucked up. As if, like, as if it wasn't explicit enough in in just those two two ideas of like, I go out for meals and I get touchy feely. She says this quote: "I've dated guys who come on strong, and I'd go out with them if I didn't dislike them. I'd usually start to like them after we'd been going out." So she specifically mm-hmm. says. I've dated guys who basically ask me out, even if I don't like them. Also, her her quota is, I don't dislike the person, so I'll go out with them. Yeah. She'd usually start to like them after they had already been dating for a while. Which, that, I mean... That's not super healthy. It's not. It's really not. It puts you... It makes it seem like she she doesn't feel like she deserves to be liked... Yes. ...by someone that she likes. Right. I don't know. Like, it... it, it, it and it's early proud. I don't want to feel like a shitty person, but like I feel no, like I know what you mean. I don't think that's yeah, a shitty yeah. thing to say. It's like I, I actually think that's the opposite. I think it's actually a really nice thing to say, right? Is like everyone yeah. deserves to be in a happy, loving, fulfilling relationship uh, with someone that they like as much as the person likes them. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, like back, back, like to my own experience, like back when I was like kind of like not really confident in myself and like still kind of getting into like the dating scene, I would like go on a few dates with, with like some guys, but if like I didn't like them by like the second or third date, I'll be like, hey, I'm sorry, there's not really a spark there, but I would be very vocal about it. Mm-hmm. I would never like go into like a relationship or it's, it. I don't like the phrase leading, leading the men on, right. but that's basically what she's doing. Like eventually she'll be like, actually, I never liked you from the beginning. I right. just thought maybe I would start liking you after we dated. So I'm I'm sorry about that. Yeah, this is kind of like a minefield of a conversation to have about Anna specifically, because yeah. like I have to reiterate, like the friend zone isn't real. Like it's not real. Leading guys on is like generally again nine thousand blah blah blah. You get the whole picture. Like it's usually just like hi, we're just friends. Yeah, basically. In like, this it's, case it's... specifically, Anna is saying I will go out on dates with this person, even if I don't like them, even if I know they like me. I will pretend to like them because I enjoy going out on these dates. 
Yeah, and it's like it's like this this joke. I forget what show actually did it. I think it might have been Kimmy Schmidt or something. Um, where people who would just like go on Tinder dates so they could get dinner. Yeah. I forgot who did that joke. Like it was one of those. Well, I mean, there was that girl that did that yeah. um last season in Boys and Girls in the City, uh with with Tap. Remember? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> who was like take me out to Blue Note, which is like one of the fanciest restaurants in Japan yeah. in Tokyo. Like take me out to Blue Note. Also, I'm leaving Tara's house. Also, I'm not into you. Ah! <laughs> that was, I think, different. I think that was a lapse in judgment where that specific yeah. person just like didn't realize how that looked. You know, in this situation specifically, like this is a thing that Anna does, knows that she does, uh, and continues to do because I think on a certain level she thinks that she likes it. She thinks that it, like, like you said, strokes her ego. But at the end of the mm-hmm. day, just like makes her look really bad. But I do want to again, like walk it back and say like i think there's a part of her that maybe thinks that she doesn't deserve to have that kind of fulfilling relationship and will just be in a relationship with anyone who's interested in her because like she thinks that that's how it works it's not it's not which is upsetting like yeah it is really upsetting like i don't she hasn't really done many things to make me like her in the show but like at this point like i just i just want her to like have a healthy okay relationship with anyone right you know yeah because like eventually you're gonna get burnt out and you're just gonna end up like feeling worse about yourself and it's just not it's just not good for anyone that's involved yeah so i think like her having this conversation with um with taishi it in in a way was great for like for like taishi to finally understand that like oh this person isn't what i thought this this was going to be right but also, like, I can see Taishi, like, like the person that Taishi is showing himself to, to like, be in the, in the house, try and, like, help her out and, like, try and, like, yeah. find a way for her to, like, like herself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so the way that this conversation ends is basically Taishi saying in very few words exactly what we just said in a lot of words. Because mm-hmm. uh, he, he says, I feel like you distance yourself from relationships. And she has this face that's like, oh, what? What are you talking about? Like, that's what you think about me? Like, you can tell that she has, like, a moment where there's, like, a chink in the armor and he kind of, like, gets a sword in there for a quick second. Yeah. Um, And he's like, I really think that you need to work on yourself, essentially, and then everything else around you will kind of fall into place. But you really need to work on yourself in some way, which, you know, you could go more in depth. You could interpret that a lot of ways. But I think the best way to interpret that is exactly what you just said, where it's like she needs to find confidence in herself before she can have the kind of relationship that she definitely deserves. But at the moment, I don't even think she knows that it exists for her. It's not even in her field of view. In her field of view. Like, it, 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 I don't know what kind of, like, experiences she has. And again, like, I don't know her in person or anything. Yeah. So, like, I don't know what where she's coming from. But it just seems to me like this is, like, a person who has been hurt before, hasn't really seen relationships, like, come to fruition in a positive way around her. So she's just kind of thinking that, like, oh, this is, this is how it is. Yeah. I want to take a quick sidebar from this is and just, like, mention the nature of this podcast is that we read into these people's lives and these are like real ass human beings and we we infer a lot about what's going on through their head this is like a super real thing in this situation Mm -hmm. and i don't feel like i just want to be upfront i think with you and the audience and the people listening that like i don't feel super comfortable talking about the anna situation but i think it should be talked about I think yeah. because like, hi, if you're a person who's, who's listening, who like has never, it's never occurred to you, which is totally possible that you could be in a fulfilling, great relationship. It, think it about that happen. for a second, because it can happen yeah. for everyone. It should happen for everyone. It should happen for everyone. And it's, it's sometimes it takes a while. And sometimes it's, it's just like, like you have to experience a lot to get there. Like it's exactly, it's not, it's not something that like no one is, no one is good enough to not have. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I used a double negative there. It's okay. Like you, you deserve to be happy. Mm-hmm. No one's going to. No one should be able to like stop you from that. And that's exactly. coming from a girl who I'm gonna get real for a second. I was in like an abusive relationship for three years. Mm. Like it, it takes a while for you to get there. Yeah. Wow, our fucking Terrace House podcast got like NPR for like a fucking second. Yeah, I'm glad we front loaded it with like the goofiest E3 improv yeah, of all oh time. Oh my god. Is it Storycore? What the fuck? We put oh, all the control. goofs right at the top of the show. Yeah. And then and like an hour in, you're like, hey, listen, so yeah. uh let's move on to uh, on a lighter note, we got fucking smooches! Yes, yeah, Smooch Squad is back. Yuya goes to the living room and he has Avion to go outside and they go sit on the hammock and they have a conversation and that conversation goes very well it goes very well and it was very sweet and very cute and you just said something weird (laughs) 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> but let's talk about this. Wait, yeah, let, let's let's just get all the, the gushy stuff out of the way. <laughs> yeah. He's, he says, uh, I really love you. I don't want us to be apart. Uh, I was worrying about the distance without even trying it. That was really lame of me, which is, I think, one of my favorite lines that's ever been said on very Paris good. House is that was that very was lame, super of me. lame of me. Which um, is funny because, like, I, I'm pretty sure, like, um, Taishi told Yuya, like, that's super lame of you for, like, saying that. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's really interesting. They mentioned this later in the panel. I didn't even write this down, but they mentioned later in the panel that Yuya is, like, super, 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 um, <laughs> it, he's just really easy to convince. He is he's, super easy to fucking influence. Yeah, like, and, and how that's, like, kind of worrying, maybe, because Yuya literally spits back, like, almost word for word exactly what Taishi said to him. It's true. It's very funny. And it kind of, it reminds me of when Eric was in the house. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. That's a good point. Long story short, Yuya says, hi, I want to be in a relationship, even if it's going to be long distance. Avion has this moment that reminded me a lot. Do you ever see The Graduate with Dustin Mm -hmm. Hoffman? It reminded me of the last shot of The Graduate where they're both sitting in the bus and they both have, they're like smiling because they like, quote unquote, got away with it. And then, yeah. It's like the famous scene where like their expressions change because they're like, oh shit, what's next? Um, Yeah. Avion has that moment where it's she's so like, cute. "I'm really yeah. happy, but I'm also like kind of scared." Oh fuck! Um, I don't know where th- I don't know where the Tommy room is yet. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Well, I, I think it's uh, somewhere in the bottom floor because I realize that we've seen almost none of the bottom floor, and we really True. only ever see the top floor. Anyway, Dude, what if there actually is a fucking Tommy room? Anyway, secret room. Um, <laughs> so Yuya says this: "My feelings for you won't change." And if yours start to change, I'll make sure they don't. Yuya! <laughs> Yuya, don't say that! And Avion immediately is like, what does that mean? And then they kiss. What the fuck? And then they kiss, yeah. I mean, because that sounds like a threat. It does sound like a threat. It was very scary. It was super upsetting. What the fuck? It was like a very sweet moment. And like, Yuya took it like a bit too seriously, I think. Yeah. I think he wanted to be cool like the people in like the people on the movies and Taishi sometimes like <laughs> sounds, you know? Yeah. Like from a script, but it came out like, I'll make sure you fucking don't stop loving me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you okay? Not, not good. No, it's a I'll I'll give him that one. Yeah. Because he he hasn't done any of her bads in my head yet. So Yeah. Well, except for the beginning with Naomi, but that's already right. that's long done. <laughs> That's long gone. The only other thing I mentioned about this, so to me personally, this wraps up Yuya and mm-hmm. Avion's storyline. Yeah. I think they're done. I think so too. I think they could leave the house. They'll probably stick around for a while. It's going to be a lot like um, Uchi and Minori in Boys and Girls in the City, mm-hmm. where it's like they got together finally and then they were in the house for like maybe three weeks and they're like, eh, maybe not. We should probably go. Yeah. No, I think so too. I, if anything, like I do kind of hope that they stay for at least half of part three mm-hmm. because I, I still kind of want to know if you is able to do fucking English school. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Remember that? That thing happened like 20 episodes ago. Yeah. Our prediction uh, that, uh, that he was failing secretly. Yeah, maybe he is failing. That's why he doesn't go anymore. I don't fucking know. Yeah, it's um, possible. Yeah, but I, I, I also, I'm, I'm still kind of bummed that fucking Armon and Marfa didn't show up. Yeah, not yet, at least. Not yet. It could happen. I kind of wanted, I kind of wanted that to be like the moment. But Taishi is the main character, so. Yes. Okay. So speaking of Taishi, this is where I want to mention. There's no script on this show. They say at the beginning of every episode, we named our fucking podcast. After the fact that there's no script on this After show. After the, the, the fucking truth. But goddamn if there's not heavy producer influence. For for this that just happened? Yeah, because everyone else is gone, gone from the house except for Taishi, who just learned that the girl that he's been chasing for the past couple weeks does not have feelings for him. When Nikki, the 20-year-old college student, arrives to replace Lauren. It was, it's fucking, it's, it's, okay. I, I, I do think there might be some producer influence, because I was thinking, what if no one was at the fucking house? Yeah, there's always gotta be someone the house at the house. What if the house was empty? Yeah, what if the house was fucking empty? And, like, she just walks in. I, I mean, I, you can already kind of tell how it works, right? Like, she's sitting there in some room somewhere waiting to get the go-ahead from the Terrace House producers saying, like, okay, now you can go. 
Yeah, or it's time for you to go up this. For some reason, she's in she's in heels and a cute dress, hauling luggage up a huge fucking hill. Oh yeah, because they they picked her up in a car at her hotel and then they dropped her off, you know, fourteen feet out like, of frame, and then yeah. let her walk up the rest of the way. Because like, yeah, I, I really like, do think that they specifically tell her exactly when to go because they waited for all the other people to leave because it serves the story better if it's just her and Taishi right when she arrives. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, yeah, it does it does make a lot of sense. I did, I did, I did kind of think it was weird. It was so awkward in yeah. the beginning because yeah, guess when she what, first Nikki? Gets there, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because guess what? Nikki's fucking beautiful. What the fuck? Yeah, she's very cute. Yeah, remember when, like, Lauren was the hottest girl on Tara's house? Just kidding. It's Nikki. Nikki's so fucking pretty. Yes, she she comes in, and uh, Taishi basically just can't keep his shit together at all, really. No. He just no. falls apart as a human. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, he sees, like, oh, pretty girl. Oh, no. Yeah. He mentions, he's like, oh, man, I'm super nervous. And she's like, I'm nervous, too. And then in my head, I was like, not as nervous as Taishi. Very clearly is. Yeah. He can't handle 100%. it at all. 100%. He was, like, fucking reading some books, eating some cereal, had, like, his fucking, like, lazy mood on. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, the fucking lo- potential love of his life fucking walks in. Yeah. Um, it was it was so fucking funny. So he at least has the common courtesy to make her a drink. Uh, and then they, they sit down and he starts asking her a bunch of questions. I'll just run through this stuff really quick because it, it's less interesting than what happens after. Um, oh, but yeah. She's half Japanese, half American. She's from Kobe, like the beef. Uh, she's in college. She has, she has a very cute um, Kansai Osaka accent. Does she? It's very cute. Yeah. It's so Super interesting cool. that, like, I would never, yeah. ever know that. She like she like talks like it's like a southern accent basically. That's cool. I love that. Yeah. I love that there's like yeah. a southern accent. Yeah, it's the Japanese that I speak actually. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's in college. She came to Terrace House specifically for spring break. So she's gonna be there for two months. She does some modeling. Surprise, surprise. That's what everyone on Terrace House does. And uh, this the weirdest thing about her to me is that Taishi asks why she's there. Uh, and she's like, I don't really know. I'm kind of trying to figure it out. I think I'm, I might get a job because I've never had a job before, which is interesting. So she yeah. came to Tara's house to get a normal work day. Like she just like wants to like work a regular ass job, which is interesting. Um, yeah. One of the things I didn't write down, but I was thinking about a lot just in, if, if we're framing Taishi as the protagonist of at least this episode, but more so part three and like his mm-hmm. probably trying to fall in love with Nikki, um, yeah. is that she is like a moldable version of him. If his whole jam is going around and teaching all the people in Tara's house, like, this is how to set your life up, this is how to succeed, this is how to chase your dreams, this is how to achieve them, like, this girl showing up with no preconceived notions about what she wants to do with her life walks in like he has free reign to basically steer her whole life in literally any direction which i could see for him being like really exciting even though that's kind of shitty yeah i i I see that whole like oh blank canvas i can do whatever i want here um i can be very influential in this person's life being like a thing that he likes about her I think before we, I kind of had this epiphany while we were recording this thing, I thought that it would have been like, she's very much like a, his equal, like when he got to Tara's house. Mm. Like, cause he, he, he was like, oh, I'll probably get a job. Oh, I'll probably like do an agency or something. He didn't really have, other than like finding the love of his fucking life. Yes. He didn't really have a goal in Hawaii. Yeah. So like in a way I kind of saw that he saw kind of himself. Cause he's still, well, no, he's not the newest one. Guy's the newest one, but he's still pretty new i mean he he's hasn't still pretty new. Been that much longer yeah. than guy yeah can true. i give you uh my script version of how this plays out what's up i think i did this last episode but this is what i would do if i wrote the script for for no script at all uh, uh-huh. sorry for uh for tara's house whoa that was weird um whoa if i wrote the script for tara's house this is how this would play out is that nikki arrives so the let me let me set the uh, let me set, set, the, set scene. the scene set the scene pre pre title card you have the conversation that Taishi has with Anna where he realizes that it's not going to pan out and that he's like not in a relationship and not going to be in one with Anna right mm-hmm. he kind of falls apart a little bit has this like thing where he kind of can't handle his whole shit um and then we get the scene where he is in the dining room by himself eating uh and he's a mess and he's kind of a slob and this girl arrives with 
who is just a total blank slate and he thinks I can impart a lot of wisdom onto this person and I can tell them how to succeed and how to find goals and how to achieve them. And I can basically be this incredible positive influence on this person's life. I want to go out with this girl and I want to change her life. But over the course of the movie, you find out that she's actually the one influencing him because he's so, he leans so hard into having these goals and trying to achieve them in the most meticulous way possible. But what he really needed was to be liberated from that idea. And what he really needed was to be a little bit more like her and just let go of the idea of goals and just enjoy life and and live in the present and not constantly think about the future or the past. I love this much better version of 500 Days of Summer that you just fucking like (laughs) show to me. (laughs) Of like this manic pixie dream girl actually having a good fucking influence on this man. Yes. That would be so good. Yeah, because 500 Days of Summer ends with him meeting a girl named Autumn, right? Of him not fucking changing anything! He's still a piece of garbage! I forgot about that. Yeah, he goes through this whole situation that's like the antithesis of rom-coms, and then by the end of it, like, has no character arc whatsoever. He's just, like, still pissed and then meets a different girl and, like, projects all of the films that he's watched onto her again. So, the panel is obsessed with Nikki. (laughs) They are, because she's so pretty. (laughs) Yeah, everyone just talks about how pretty she is. Uh, They all say that she is the most attractive person to have ever been on Tara's house. Mm -hmm. Well, Yama specifically is like hard-eye emoji. Yama also gets really, really, really excited by the inevitable downfall of Anna. Um, Me too. Yeah, he he laughs so hard that he fogs his glasses up. It's so funny. (laughs) It's incredible. It's incredible. It's like the most evil I've ever seen seen a real person look while laughing in, re- in like in real life it was cartoonish and great yeah my channel is basically a fucking cartoon of himself and it's very good yeah it is very good and uh we we cut back to the show and taishi is taking nikki out to the pool and you can tell that this is a moment where it clicks in his brain i gotta turn on my uh smooth vibes because i'm gonna try and take this girl out because the end yeah. thing's not gonna happen and they go out to the edge of the pool, and they look out over the mountains as the sun is setting. They see Diamond Head. They see so Diamond Head Beach. fucking romantic. Yeah. Uh, they see Diamond Head, which I think is also the mountain. Uh, yeah. It's the beach and the mountain. Um, mm-hmm. And it's gorgeous, and the sun is setting behind it, and he basically starts trying to act all poetic. Uh, I think he says, like, the painted blue or something like that. Um, like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's great. Friend? It's really good. Um and like she it's it's interesting because like i this is the first like real sense of her personality that i got where like she doesn't follow what he's saying at all yeah um which this might be a shitty thing to say but makes me think that she would probably be more into guy than taishi (laughs) (laughs) i hope oh man that would be really good though they can both like talk about honey yeah i'm hoping that guy comes back and and there's like a taishi nikki guy like love triangle love triangle that'd be yeah. so good um but taishi asks her out to eat before anyone comes home and they have this like cute exchange where she's like oh like i you just ate like i don't want to make you go out again and he's basically like you just got that here this yeah. like would you rather just sit in the house or would you rather go see hawaii uh which i loved i thought that was really good yeah moment. that was um, really smooth and uh they go out to eat and the door closes Ka-choosh. they do oh and i really wanted to keep watching because the way that episode ended oh for real for real um and that's the episode that's the episode part uh part three episode one uh in predictions for next week uh we're gonna go out to eat and have a good time i think so too um more taishi a lot more taishi yeah a lot more taishi i'm uh, really leaning into this whole taishi back. is the protagonist situation yeah, I think so too. Um, Anna, Avion's gonna find out about the Anna thing from either Taishi or Taishi's gonna tell Yuya who's gonna tell Avion. What Anna thing? Um, the Anna being a shit to, to Taishi thing. Um, and I think she's gonna feel more isolated in the house because of it. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah. how many episodes until Yuya and Avion leave? Uh, I'll say three. You think three? Like three, three more episodes, so yeah, three more. Part three, episode. episode four. Yeah, I think so. I'm gonna go ahead maybe and say part three, episode three ends with Ooh. the two of them announcing that they're gonna leave together. That'll be good. That's okay. You heard it here, folks. Twenty dollars. Oh shit. No, I'm not. I'm not petty. <laughs> Fuck no, I don't have money. Yeah, I think. I mean, it, I think it's pretty. It's pretty set in stone that they're gonna leave soon, mm-hmm. which is gonna suck because I really like Avion. Yeah, same. Cool. Hey, thanks for listening. Thank you so much. 
Uh, my name is Brendan Bigley. You can find me on the internet at Brendan Bigley. I'm just kidding. There's more stuff we have to talk about. Uh, yeah. You can find us on Twitter at No Scripts at All. You can uh, give us reviews on iTunes, which help other people find the show, which is very cool. Uh, I think we're hovering at number two if you search for Terrace House on the iTunes Whoa! podcast charts. Oh, that's very good. Um, which is cool behind Nick Robinson's podcast, which uh, fucking fucking Nick. We're we're coming for you, Nick. Yeah. Uh, Nick, who who tweeted a very nice thing at me while we were recording the last episode, yeah, which is very and nice. Kind of lost your shit. It was very cute. Yeah, it was very nice. Um, yeah. What else happened? What else did we do? Oh yeah, we sell a shirt. You can go to bit.ly/noscriptbeach and you can buy a shirt, and we uh, mm-hmm. submit that uh, profit, all the profit, to the ACLU. Um, I think maybe you and I will actually talk about new shirts now that we're in part three. We'll figure some stuff out. We will figure some stuff out. Um, but we'll get all we'll, we'll get to all that later. Uh, you can also check out the theme song for this show. It's called uh, "Knock Off" by Ryan Mitchell Gray. It's off an album called "Nay Plus Ultra." You can find it everywhere music is sold. Just about. Uh, and my name is Brendan Bigley. You can find me on Twitter at Brendan Bigley. My name is Andrew Comprodi, and you can find me on Twitter at IRA Smile. Aloha. Aloha. It's Beach. It's Beach. Free.